I'm no longer bound, I'm no longer chained, I'm no longer captive, no longer restrained. Delivered, set free, and free to be me. Let me introduce myself. Welcome, everybody, to Be the Light. This is Pastor Zachary Robinson, and in this show, I interviewed Adrian Randolph, and we talked about what it's like to be a teen in today's time serving the Lord. She also mentions the struggle and the temptations that she has to face from her peers. So tune in because this is a show you don't want to miss. My name is Freedom. Welcome everybody to Be The Light. This is Pastor Zakir Robinson and today I have a very special guest on. It's my goddaughter. Say hello, Adrian. Hello. <laughs> and so um, we're going to be talking about a very good topic today, a topic that a lot of people really need to hear and listen to because there's a lot of young believers, teenagers from middle school, high school, and they have more challenges, I think, than we have ever had to have especially like just watching you grow up okay watching you and my my, my, and my own teenagers grow up it's like y'all have it hard out here and so I want you to shed some light to us as to what it's like to be a teenager filled with the Holy Ghost and on fire for God but yet you have people around you that may want you to do different things that you're like oh I can't compromise my faith so what is that like for you just kind of just briefly tell us um what is what is like for you to to be on this faith journey? So, um, first off, I want to say it's hard. <laughs> um, a lot of people that like I see like on TikTok and stuff, teens and stuff, it's easy to make it. It's easy to make it look fun and make it look easy. And when you talk about it, make it sound easy and fun. But the reality of it for real is that it's hard because we are in high school, especially if you're in high school as a teen or even middle school now, because middle, middle schoolers now are doing things that normally did it do to you supposed to be in high school or graduated. So it's um, like, um, it's really I would say you really have to have strong faith because in this journey you're going to be tempted a lot that's the biggest thing is you're going to be tempted and for me personally I don't have a lot of friends but I think that's just like how God made me and how like God just made me to be with my calling and stuff and just not to feel like I need a lot of friends but at some points I can feel like dang I don't do this or like dang I can't do these certain things like go out on the weekends with my friends because I don't have a lot of friends or if you do make new friends those can be friends that aren't on the same path as you and they want you to do things that you know that you is not good for you or just good in general but you'll feel tempted to do it anyways and then um not even just that not even temptation but just like making sure that you're actually in your word and stuff because as a teen it's also really easy to get lukewarm to just say that you're a christian and not really be a christian for real not really right. be of a christian so yeah good good i'm gonna pause really quick at two minutes and 59 seconds try not to clap okay okay <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, going. I'm just writing this down because I'm going to have to edit that part out. But, um, okay, so listening to you, um, I have a question for you. Okay, there's one question that I that I want to ask you is, okay, you have you don't have many friends, obviously, because you're walking, you're taking a different path that a lot of teenagers is not taking. Okay, and so how do they treat you? That's one question I want to know. Like, how do they treat you? Do they respect your boundaries? Do they tease you? What is some of the things that the, that you notice that they say to you that just seems to always come up? <laughs> so, okay. Um, I'll be honest. So, I'm not, like, I'm not super, I'm antisocial, but I'm not super antisocial to the point where, like, people bully me or I'm just, like, really awkward. Like, I'm not awkward. It's just people know what I'm about and people know that. I'm a Christian. I believe in God. So obviously there are those people that will joke about it and be like, oh, you're such a church girl or oh, this, that and the third and just make jokes like that. But I don't ever take it offensively. Like I've never actually gotten bullied for what I believe in. I've never actually gotten bullied for not wanting to do certain things either, which is this is my biggest advice for people like me who are struggling and they maybe feel like, oh, they're getting bullied. 
stand strong on what you believe in because when people see that you are standing strong in what you believe in and that's just how you are but you can still be cool and you can still be cordial then they're gonna they're not gonna want to mess with you they're not gonna like have the they're not gonna want to put the energy out to mess with you i would say just stand really strong in what you believe in but yeah i've never gotten bullied i don't think or nothing like that well, that's good because I'm not going to lie, like, you know, just for, you know, just thinking back on the days that I was in high school, it's completely different. Like, I think it would have been a lot easier to be a faith field <laughs> teenager back when I was in school versus when you're in school. Because I remember this one girl, every track meet, she literally had her Bible and she was sitting there praying and reading. No one bothered her. And we all knew, like, she believed. But also one of the things that I think that she should have done was maybe shared her faith because, like, there was a lot of us that questioned it, but she never shared it. And I know for you, you actually share it um, when people are questioning things because there's times where you call me and ask certain things um how easy is it for you to share your faith with others when they're asking questions or just really when you notice and like yeah they're going down the wrong path a dark path i need to try to witness to them how easy is that for you honestly it's not it's not that easy <laughs> because um no i wouldn't say it's because of embarrassment i don't feel like i'll be embarrassed by sharing it it's because a lot of the times because of um when I said that we slip and we have temptations, it's so easy, especially in high school. If you're going to, that's why I say it really stand on what you believe in, because if you're going to be a Christian, it's like you have to be a Christian in high school because the second you, the second you slip up, they're going to say something. They're going to say, oh, I thought you were a Christian or, oh, you're a hypocrite. They're going to be really quick to say that. So a lot of times it has been hard for me to like really put myself out there and share because I'm scared that people are going to try to bring up something that they may have heard me say that wasn't really in line with what I preach or may have seen me done or something before. And someone has done that before. I'm not going to lie. They have called me out and said that I'm a hypocrite. Wow. <laughs> and yes, someone has done that before. And I felt so guilty when when they did that. I literally stood there and I just started contemplating. And I was like, wow, because it was right. Like, even though the person that said it wasn't a Christian, doesn't really believe in God that much. Like, he still called me out. And I was just like, he's right. Like, I have been acting lukewarm. And I feel like I have no place to say anything. And, um, yeah, it really it really kind of pushed me back on path. But that is also motivation for me. Because mm -hmm. I don't want to be put back in that scenario. I don't want to be put back in that situation where people have room to say that, like, oh, you were just doing this. Yeah, that's, it's... it's um First of all, I want you to know that that's going to happen even when you get older. <laughs> this is not just a teenage thing, because even as adults, like I think I shared with you before how one time I was at the store and I had literally just got finished being um, up front praying for people. And then I'm put in a position where this lady is trying me at the grocery store, literally take her cart, hit my cart. And I was like, Lord, if this was back in my day, <laughs> we would have had some exchange of words, probably cops would have been called out. <laughs> it, really, it really, what it did was, it was like a test of my faith. Okay, like, are you going to react the way that she's reacting? Because there's possibly people watching you that literally just left church. And I'm not going to lie. It was a Sunday right after church. There was plenty of church people sitting around and it could have been somebody that came from the same church. Like, look, see, I knew she wasn't a real Christian. Look at her. She up there going off on this person. She was just up there laying hands on somebody. And so sometimes it can feel like a little bit of pressure on us because especially if you're in the public eye okay especially if you're someone who's in the public eye uh, um, an influencer for Christ uh, a mouthpiece for Christ it could be a lot of pressure just like for instance I'm where was I'm at the other day I was at the flea market okay at the flea market and this lady comes up and she started to like look at some of the um, items that I had she was like hold on you're the TikTok lady what if I was out there acting a fool and she's like, oh, yeah, I follow you on TikTok. And then I'm out here acting a fool. It would have killed the witness. It would have killed that 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 soul that was looking up to me like, oh, she just does this for TikTok. But what she saw was me literally out there ministering. She actually saw me handed out gospel cards. So it's like, oh, she's not just teaching it and preaching it. She's actually doing it. And so for you, when it comes to actually having to walk the actions like. 
explain some of the activities as a um, as a believer, as a teenage believer. What are some activities that you find yourself that you can do just for like if there's someone's listening? What are some things that you tend to do that you're like, yeah, I can't do this, but I can do this. Um, so I will say in the beginning of the school year, which I kind of slacked a little bit, which wasn't really like, it wasn't purpose, just got busier. But, um, in the beginning of the school year, I know that every morning on the bus, I would listen to a sermon and then, um, in school at lunch, I would also listen to sermons. Like it literally pretty much honestly during any of my free time. And this was um when I was really kind of hooked on like Isaiah Salvador. I yes. <laughs> his stuff all any time of free time I had. And not even that, but like if I had free time, I was reading Revelations. I think I read Revelations like three times and I still want to read it again because I want to make sure I get the full understanding. But <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, like I was even read Revelations and there have been times where my friends will ask me like, oh, what are you watching or what are you reading? And also I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm reading Revelations. And I'll give them a little brief of like what it's about, because, you know, a lot of people hear Revelations and they think like, oh, that's scary. I can't read that chapter. But <laughs> it's like, uh, no, it's not that scary for real. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, so like I'll explain it to my friends and tell them and that's also another way that you can like witness and like share your faith is by doing those things in front of people because mm -hmm. honestly I believe that this generation they are eager I'm not gonna say okay I think that this generation is very eager for something to lean on that's mm -hmm. why a lot of them are doing drugs and a lot of them are suicidal or doing something because or tarot card readings a lot of them are looking for something to lean on they just somebody to guide them to the right thing because even when I was at school and I would share to my friends like talk to them about God and stuff even the ones I didn't really my friends that I didn't really talk to like even them I could tell that they were interested I could tell that they really intrigued and they really wanted to learn more they were asking me questions and telling me like oh, okay you seem like you know what you're talking about and all this stuff but those were also the same people who were saying that they were suicidal that they cut their wrists and that they care card readings and stuff like that so yeah i think this generation is really eager to learn it's just um they just don't have the right people to lean them towards that yeah, one of the things that you had mentioned was that um like like you're you're in the morning, you're on the bus. So you're basically it's like any free time that you had while in school, you were using that time to plug in the God. Um now let's talk about something that maybe you failed at and you're like, Yeah, I learned my lesson. What was something that you realized like I'm off track, I need to get back on like what was the prompting in your spirit where you realized you was off track and that you were starting to entertain some of the things that the other kids were entertaining? Um, so for me, it was like I said, it was multiple people. And I believe this was sent from God, but it was multiple people that were telling me about myself, basically, even yeah. my. And that's what I think it was when my teacher had told me that's what really had like clicked in my brain because she because she knew like because she would hear me talking about it with my friends in class and stuff. She knew that I was a Christian. And this one time she pulled me out in the hallway and she was like, Adrian, you're always preaching about being a Christian and all this other stuff. But lately, like you've just been doing all this other stuff and talk, ha having these conversations and stuff. And I'll just be, and I was just sitting there like, like in my brain, I was like, how do I like react to this? Like, Oh my gosh, she's sitting here telling me about myself. And then I also, I was like, okay, God, like, I hear you. I hear you now because I know that God wants me to be a light in my school. And I know that he's, he's separating me to be an example and I was falling into the crowd instead of standing out of the crowd and being that example and being that light. Amen. Um, when did, when do you think you started hearing from God? Cause um, I've known you for quite some time since birth. Okay. And then we had that little time of separation cause I came to Florida and you were still there, but um, I'm not going to lie. Like even the first moment, like as I seen you, as you were older, I was like, it's something special about her. And even your mom would be like, you know, everybody that meets her, that's like, you know, that's in church or has a relationship with God. They always say it's something in her. Um, like when do you think you started hearing, hearing from God? 
So I believe that I actually started hearing from God when I was in the fifth grade. Oh, wow. But I didn't know that it was God. It wasn't until that I started getting closer with you that I Because <laughs> I remember, if you remember, um, when the first time I had came to Florida and we were at that women's brunch and I was telling you about my dreams and you had like explained it to me and like all this stuff and my eyes were just open and I was like, oh my gosh, all of this makes sense because I didn't know that it was God speaking to me in my dreams and I didn't know that I was a dreamer but everything started adding up and then after that after that summer when I was with you in Florida and I had came back everything just started like coming more and more my discernment started growing and um my dreams were like I have more dreams but it did become like overwhelming because I didn't know how to deal with it and I didn't know how to like um I just didn't really know what to do with it for real. Like, especially with discernment, it can be very hard because when I was in the sixth grade, no, the seventh grade is when my discernment like really started growing. But um, when I was in the seventh grade, that's when it really, really started growing. And I would be able to feel people in my classes, emotions and their trauma. And I could feel their depression and I could feel all of this and it made me feel those emotions, but I didn't know that that's what it was. I just thought I was depressed and stuff like that. And when you start feeling things, you start overthinking. You're thinking like, oh, maybe I'm depressed because of this, or maybe this is why I feel this way. When really it's just someone else who's looking for a prayer, who's looking for somebody that they can um, look for help to. And I didn't know that that's what it was. But after, um, when I got to eighth grade and I had figured out, okay, this is my discernment. I had, um, it was a little relationship thing I was kind of in and this guy he was suicidal and really depressed and we hadn't been talking for a while and I had one conversation with him and it was like God had just poured all of his emotions on me he didn't tell me anything that he was going through he didn't tell me anything that was wrong with him all he said to me was that he was okay and that all the stuff and I could literally God literally pour everything on me and I like wanted to cry so bad because of what I felt but I knew that it was from him I knew that it wasn't me it was from him and so I prayed for him and all this stuff but yeah so that's when it really grew for real yeah I would definitely add to that because I've been in church and I could be I can go to church peacefully happy I mean everything and next thing you know I just get overwhelmed with the same emotions that you were saying and I'm like okay God who is this for I know this is not mine because I'm not going through anything right now and it just came over me like a flood and so it's crazy because then God will start to point out who this emotion is for and then like you start warring for that person and just praying and it's like it just lifts off you um I think for me I was probably about like 10 years old when I encountered noticing like, okay, like you said, a lot of the times when you, when you experience these different things, you don't realize that this is God, especially at the age of 10, 11 and 12, you're just like, Oh, this is just certain things that's happening until you start getting in your words, start hearing other people talk about it. And I, I didn't have the privilege to have anyone around me to talk about this. I had to wait until I was literally in my thirties to start learning about all of this. But, um, I'm glad that I'm here now, but to say like I was dreaming dreams I was seeing things I mean I was seeing spiritual things and I couldn't understand and I was just like what is going on and there's been times where I stayed in my mama's room from seeing stuff and it would freak me out I'll be so terrified because you've also encountered seeing things as well um and so talking about that discernment and the gifting now when it comes to going out with friends right let's say you're out with friends they're doing things that you know you shouldn't do oh yes I hope you don't mind sharing this um <laughs> talking about how you were at the movies and you was watching some movies with some friends and you knew that you needed to to get up and leave can you talk about that experience and like what what prompts you to leave what made you feel like yeah I need to go ahead and leave despite of what other people think can you explain that because there's a lot of people not people there's a lot of teens okay that is put in situations where they want to leave they feel the prompting to leave but yet they are afraid to leave because of what others may think right um so yeah I was going to the movies it was like um 
it was like a little movie date, I guess. It was a double date with me and um, my sister and her boyfriend or whatever. And so we were at the movies. We went to see this movie called uh, Party House or something, House Party. It was House Party. And so basically the movie was about these two guys that were trying to throw a house. They throw parties for money and they wanted to do a really big one. And they basically stole LeBron James's house and threw the party there and made everybody think it was Le LeBron James's party. So it was a whole bunch of celebrities there and everything partying and if the movie was cool I'm not gonna lie kind of towards the middle I kind of started feeling like mm, I'm trying to wonder like where this is going because I was like I just felt it kind of but after a while it was this it was this um celebrity I forgot the celebrity's name but he was a rapper and he basically they lost LeBron James's um, ring and they needed another one and so the celebrity was like oh you can get another one and then he was like how and he was like the Illuminati has duplicates of every award that's ever given and so yeah and he was like he was like just come to this party with me this Illuminati party and I can get you one he was like but it's kind of dangerous saying like they have to be very careful because if it's an imposter someone who's not in the Illuminati they'll kill you and it was crazy because so that's when I felt like I had to I'm not I'm not gonna lie I didn't leave immediately just because obviously I was with my friends and stuff and I was still kind of think like okay should I walk out like because I know that this is <laughs> but um yeah so I didn't leave immediately, but what I did see was um, all the celebrities that they had at this party. And I was like, wow, they're really showing, this movie is really showing all the celebrities are in the Illuminati. Because mm -hmm. in a way, they're just gonna put random celebrities at this Illuminati party and just be like, oh, ha ha ha, they're in the Illuminati. Like, no. Right. <laughs> it was, it was um, the guy from Shark Tank, uh, really? Yeah, the guy from Shark Tank was in there. It was um, I don't know why her name is slipping my mind, but uh, Miley Cyrus's godmom, her she was there, and it was so many other celebrities, and I was just like, wow, like they really just exposed all of these celebrities in the Illuminati, and so yeah, they were they got the ring and everything, and then when they found out that they were imposters, they made them fight till the death. Mm. and after they even the celebrity dude because you know he lied so after they fought to the death the celebrity he died but then came back to life in a new form and like a new body that looked yeah. like his and he was like actually this is my fifth body and I was like yeah I'll leave it but I was just like oh my gosh like I can't believe I just saw that and yeah. So yeah, that was just crazy. But yeah, I had already kind of had a weird feeling about the movie. I don't know why, but I just obviously that was discernment. But I had already kind of had a weird like mm, feeling about the movie. And also, I'm not the type to go out a lot. I like like I like watching movies, but I don't really like going out a lot. So I was already just like, mm. <laughs> but you don't want to be at home anyway, right? <laughs> And so when you left, what was everybody else's reaction when you was like, yeah, this isn't for me. I'm leaving. I'm out. Did anybody follow you out? Or was it one of them things where you just had to wait in the lobby by yourself? No, I kind of just stayed out there a little bit. And then they had came out. But because um, that part of the movie was towards the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. But the guy that I was with, he knows how I am already. He knows that I'm a Christian. Because, like, whoever I talk to, I always tell them that I'm a Christian. Certain things that I do and that I don't do. And, um... Basically, you be setting boundaries with them yes. ahead of time. Yeah. Um, let me ask you a quick question since we, okay. you just mentioned that. How important is it for you to set your boundaries ahead of time? Because there's a lot of people that's listening, like, when it comes to your faith walk and just setting boundaries, period. Because, I, you know, I teach um, middle school and high school students how to have healthy relationships. And one of the things I told them, like, if you don't set your boundary early, then more than likely you're going to overstep uh, an area where you really didn't want to go if you don't set that boundary at, a, at the beginning. And so when it comes to setting boundaries, like... What made you start setting boundaries? Like, let's let's just talk about the boundaries for a second. Okay. Um, so, yeah, boundaries. It took me a minute to finally understand how important they are. Mm -hmm. It is very important because um, in a relationship, and that could go friendship, 
boyfriend, anything, in a relationship, if you don't set those boundaries, they'll start making either like excuses or they'll use it as an excuse that you never mentioned it until later. Or say like, oh, well, how about we just only do this a little bit or we'll just like try to try to beat around the bush or something. And then that's how where those temptations and stuff come in and you feel guilty or you feel like, oh, I didn't tell them at first. So like it's like those type of things come in. So it's very important that you set the boundaries first. I know for me in my um, whatever relationship I start or talk to a dude or whatever, I always tell them that I'm a Christian I I'm celibate like I don't I I'm waiting till marriage like I tell them all those things because then in their mind they can decide do I want to take it further with this girl or do I know that this is not what I want and I'm gonna stop here and that way feelings are spared because then you don't waste your time catching feelings for the person and then you start talking to them because of whatever and yeah and then also you know that that was not the person for you so it's like a peace of mind also and also you feel good about yourself after i know that when i said when i said boundaries now i feel so much better about myself and like just how the where i hold myself to a higher level because mm -hmm. any guy that has ever tried to text me the first thing that i do is look on their story because most of the time, if they're smoking weed or right. <laughs> something on their story, that's the first thing I tell them. I'll be like, I don't talk to dudes that smoke. That's what I tell them. And they're just like, okay. And then that's the end of it because I won't waste my time on a dude because there's something else that I've learned. And even as a teenager, especially as a Christian, I'm sure every Christian teen has probably went through this where you try to feel like you can save the person. And I'm telling you, it's not possible unless God has made you that person to save that person. Then it's not possible. The only person that can save that person is God. Because I have been through multiple situations, even in friendships, where I try to feel like I felt like I could save this person. I could bring this person to Christ and then we could be really close or we could be really good relationship. But it's never going to happen because when you're in a relationship with somebody their first focus is being in a relationship with you and they want to they want your, their relationship with you to grow so when you start bringing up god and them getting closer to god in their mind even if they are okay with it they're still thinking i'm gonna do this for her not for me mm -hmm. and that's where it becomes wrong even in even in friendships it's like that so yeah <laughs> yeah no that it makes sense though because um it, you basically you're giving them the option to rather if they want to talk to you if they don't right and you're right it does spare feelings because there's nothing like spending quality time with someone spending all this time on the phone with someone just to find out we are totally opposite this person don't believe we're unequally yoked they want to go out and party have fun drink smoke i went over here i want to have innocent fun <laughs> you know that, something that's not going against the word of god um and then a lot of times Feelings is involved. And then what typically happens, someone compromises. And it's normally not the it's normally not the center that's compromising. It's the believer that's compromising, doing something that they want to do. Um, and I even like just listening, not just to you, but just seeing like, you know, my my, you know, your God brothers and sisters, um, and things that they come home and tell me, and I'm like, dang, wow, like for real, like, man, that's crazy. Like the the way they talk about how the students talk, how they dress, how they say things, you know, you got girl liking girl, boy liking boy, you know, it's like all of that and they're in sixth grade, they're in seventh grade. And, you know, you almost out of high school. So you got literally one more year left. I know you excited about that. Um, and so obviously you knew at a very young age that you were chosen. And, uh, and I know you probably heard a lot of that. So what are some of the things that you do in the church um, to help out? Because I know you dance, you sing. Is there anything else you do as far as ministry wise? Um, oh, yeah. We would definitely want to talk about um, you leading a youth group um, ministry that has tons of different people around the world. Um, they they all get on together and they do group study. So let's talk about that. Um, what inspired you to um, start it? Obviously, you already knew that God wanted you to start it you were just waiting on that opportunity let's talk about how that came about so um for, 
as far as my youth group, it's called a Jesus Scouts. <laughs> yeah, one more time. Um, it's called Jesus Scouts. But um, yeah, so there's multiple people in, um, from around the world, and um, what had inspired me to start it was okay. So I knew I wanted to start one. Mm-hmm. It was also, it was always kind of like my dream that I would talk about with my friend Sydney. And we would say how, like, we wanted to start a group, like, where we could just talk and have Bible studies and do all this stuff and have friends and stuff. But we never actually did it. And then um, at the beginning of last, my junior year, which was this past year, um, I remember getting a vision from God on the bus of I saw me, my friend Sydney, and it was somebody else in the middle that was kind of blurred out and I couldn't really tell who it was. I just kind of saw their hair and it was kind of like braids or something like that. And after I got that vision, I was so excited because I knew it was my youth group. I knew it was my youth group. And I told my friend and I was like, we got to figure out who this other person is because I want to start like I'm ready to start. Also right after my delivery. So I was like super on fire for God. And um yeah, and we were talking about that. We couldn't figure out I was like, you and I was like, you know anybody with with braids or something? <laughs> you trying to figure out God's plans. <laughs> yeah, we were trying to figure it out. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And so we didn't figure it out. So obviously I had kind of let it slip my mind. And then um it was when you had introduced me to Rihanna. And after I had met her, we started getting a little close. It wasn't. It was kind of iffy because, like I said, I'm really anti-social. I don't like making making new friends that much. So, but we got close. And after we got close, we started doing Bible studies together. And it never popped up in my mind about the youth group because this was like months after. Mm-hmm. So we started doing Bible studies together. Then we um, added Sydney in the Bible study calls. And then she told us about Braylon. And then that's how Braylon got intertwined. So it was just all four of us doing the Bible study calls. And this one night, um, it was just me, Sydney and Rihanna. And we were doing a little Bible study. And she was telling me about this dream that she had. It's what she said. She was okay with me sharing. So, (laughs) but, um, yeah, so basically the dream was um, her and um, she was, like, feeling tugged by people, like, a whole bunch of people. And God had revealed to me what the dream was about. And after I had told her that, like, basically she had trust issues and I knew it was from, it was somebody that was holding her back because of those trust issues of, of whatever trauma that she was. I, I won't put that out there. But um, um, the trauma that she had in the past and after we had had that moment we were worshiping with god and just in the moment felt the spirit was just so strong and god had popped that vision back in my head and i was like oh my gosh it's rihanna and i was like her and i knew that like okay this is what god wants me to do this is where god wants me to be is doing this group and it starts with us and i was like now it's complete and i i believe that that's what god was showing me that now the what what we need to start the group was complete so i said you just said a powerful word girl noun is complete a lot of y'all a lot of people that's listening there in their noun season where it's a completion um so since then y'all had more people join the group okay so about how many people are you up to about right now right now it's more than 30 wow that is crazy it's spread out between I'm a iMessage group chat and a Discord chat because we couldn't fit everybody in the iMessage. But yes, it's spread out. It's more than 30. Wow, that's amazing. And then y'all also get together, right? It's not just like y'all group chatting. Y'all actually get together for Bible yeah. studies. Okay. So we're, we're trying to get more consistent again because there was just a lot of people that had joined. We're trying to figure out um, like a an organized way of just having everybody in and also getting the information out to everybody. So, but normally we do Bible studies once a week and then we'll have a discussion call that's optional throughout the week. We might do one or two, but it's really like, I really try to make the group feel like a family because Mm -hmm. I know for me personally, I don't like when I go to churches and it just feels like, I'm not going to say just feels like church, 
but I'm gonna say like just feels like it's something like you do every week like just a chore almost I don't want it to feel like a chore or like oh I'm doing this because I want to relate to a guy but I want people to be excited and be like this is my friend this is somebody that I'm close to and we talk about God like this is a relationship that I've built I want them to feel like that and I don't want it to just be like a make sure y'all get on the call and do this and do that like I want them to feel loved and encouraged and like they can open up and talk so that's what I really try to uh, enforce in the group but yeah yeah absolutely um because like uh, the last I think I talked, you were like, I don't think it was 30. So it definitely have grown. So th is it just by word of mouth or do you kind of, do you advertise for it? What, like how do other people get so, it? Um, okay. So I would say uh, when we started, it, we started the group last November and over winter break is when it really blew up. And it was mainly because of Rihanna she was really putting it out there but it was a mixture of everybody for real for real we were telling people about the group and telling them like asking if they want to join type stuff but it, it did get to a point to where we had to be careful because um it was somebody that had joined and their intentions weren't good and they put an inappropriate picture in the group chat as a joke and I had to take them out the group because they saw it as funny and it was really a compromise to the group because there are people in the group who struggle with lust and struggle with certain things and that's just not okay. Right. And so after that, we had to make um, a more organized system to where you can have, you can tell people about the group, but check with me first, give them, do a little background of their, figure out like what their intentions are, why they want to join the group or, you know, what do they do? Because obviously you don't have to be perfect to join the group, but you have to really want to build your relationship with God and actually want it and not just be joining for a joke or to get a laugh out of it. So, yeah, but and then also Rihanna, she did post it on TikTok. We had um, a really powerful call one night and she had um sent a voice message to the group chat talking about it and she posted it on TikTok and a whole bunch of people saw it and everybody was commenting asking to join asking to join asking to join so that's how a lot more people came in but after that we had to take like a little break just so we could figure out how we're gonna fit all these people in the group but yeah. so it did that's basically how it blew up I'm sure that there's platforms out there. Um, it's just probably going to cost you a little something, probably 10 bucks a month. But I'm definitely going to look into that to help y'all to see what it is, because come on, it, it, it have to be something out there for everyone. Um, but it is going to require them to have to download a net. We know that. That's, that's, the, that's the key. I so, I've come to realize that this is really what God wants me to do. Yes. And I think it's worth putting in the investment because even when we have our calls like on Google meets or zoom, we still like, they could only be like an hour long and we do our calls more than an hour sometimes. So I, you know, felt like, okay, I know that this is what we're doing every week. It's worth paying the $10 or whatever so that our calls can be longer because this is what we're doing and we're helping people. We're helping people get closer to God. So I just felt like it was worth it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of this thing called Slack. Um, Slack, you can literally have as many people as you want in there. I've used Slack for when me and um, Uncle Eric was on um, over the prayer team. And it was a lot of people on there. And you can send videos. You can send pictures. You can send a, um, anything on there. And it all goes in there. So I don't know why I didn't think of that sooner. But as you was talking about it, that's exactly what came to mind. And it's free. They just have to download an app. And so what is something encouraging that you would like to share with someone um, right now that's maybe they're thinking about coming over to to the faith maybe they're struggling in the faith maybe they're just they, they i don't know maybe they haven't even thought much of it but what what are some encouraging words you would say that to another um team so um first thing i would say is listen to god whatever it is that you're struggling with right now don't let that be the reason that you don't push to faith because 
I, there have been plenty of times where I've tried to let my problems or my past or whatever be an excuse to feel like, oh, I'm not good enough to be to be where I'm supposed to or where God wants me to be. I'm not there yet. Or like, God, give me some time so I can get myself together. But we are not, sometimes I have to realize that we are not on our time. There are people who need us to bring them closer to God that we are holding them back because we are not trusting in God. And it, it can sound like a lot, but honestly, it just takes that first step, that first big push and pray to God. Ask him, like, God, where is it you need me to be? And what is it you need me to do? Because he will tell you. Yes, he will. <laughs> tell you. And, but you have to genuinely ask him, like, from your heart. And you have to be able to listen to you can't just ask and not want to hear the response you have to be able to listen so yeah just trust in god listen to your heart whatever don't let your past define who you are amen absolutely yeah definitely because a lot of people they will allow their past to define who they are and it's like that's just a, a an ankle monitor for a moment. It, it's going to eventually come off. <laughs> you know, it has to break, especially when you're taking strides and, and taking that, that step of faith and saying, you know what, I'm about to be all in. Um, because today's time, it is extremely hard for a lot of teens. You got the, the music, you got the partying, you have the bad influences, but to them, it seems like a good influence. You have a lot of secular things out here. And it even seems like each year, it just seems like it's just getting worse and worse and worse. But you read the book of Revelation, so you already know <laughs> we are coming up close to the end of times and it's time for people to get right. Um, did you say you did say that you share revelations with some people? Like, what is their intake when you start talking about some of the end time things? So some people get scared. <laughs> some people get like, mm, I don't want to hear it. And then some people get defensive and they're like, oh, that's not true. Yeah. I'm going to give one example. There was a guy at my school that always wanted to argue with me about this because he is Catholic and believes in Mary. And one time we had this full blown argument in the morning <laughs> and we were arguing about being Catholic and being Christian. That was not the same thing. And I was trying to explain to him and he's like, it says it right here. And I'm like, show me in the Bible where it says that this is true. And he would pull up from a Catholic website. And I'm like, obviously it's the Catholic website. This is not going to tell you. And I'm like, tell me where in the Bible, because he said that they read the Bible. They just don't read. They read the Old Testament, I guess. And they don't believe in the New Testament. And they don't believe that Jesus is the Savior. They think it's Mary or something like that. And right. he also that you have to that you can pray to any person in the bible and they can relay the message to god and i was like that's not how it works <laughs> but i did have to catch myself because i know that you're not supposed to argue about god and that's what i was doing so <laughs> i was arguing and i was like okay i agree to disagree with you and you know i pray for the person but that's really all you can do in those situations like we'll we'll talk to some people about it they won't agree they'll want to argue and they'll get defensive but at the end of the day you stand on what you believe in and if they don't hear you they don't hear you but at least you know that you said you said what needs to be said you shared god's word with them and it's been said they can't say that they never heard the truth or they've never heard it and then there are the other people who do want to listen they feel intrigued and they want to learn more and that's how it was for some of my other friends at school when they hear me um talking about it or read, seeing me read revelations and i'll explain to them and they'll ask more questions and then also i just thank god that i'm able to answer the questions that's why it's really important to also read your word because you don't ever want to be in a situation where some, there's someone really eager to learn about God and you don't have the answers because then it makes you look like you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I will say that that's one of the, the, the ways that I actually learned, like by being literally being around people that's talking about a subject or a topic. And I'm like, I'm scratching my head like <laughs> you know, where that came from. What, 
what are they saying? And then it literally makes me want to go home and research, study to understand. So the next time they, they talk about that, I have an answer. I have a response. I know exactly what they're talking about. Right. And that's how that's also what also encouraged me. I love when people ask me questions because it makes me want to go back somewhere. I want to give them the, the exact scripture. I want to tell them what book it's in so that they can read it on their own. And yeah. that's I, it, it was um, one day where at school where I prayed over a girl um, because she was telling people about how her mom died um, a year past and she also cuts herself. And, um, you know, when you're in those situations where it's like that, because I had never been in a situation where I actually knew somebody who cut themselves and showed me. <laughs> so it was like, I didn't really know what to do, but then I kind of was like, okay, Holy Spirit, like, let me be able to talk to this girl and be able to pray for her. So I talked to her. She felt comfortable with me because we had just previously talked about, you know, God and everything. And um, she saw that I knew what I was talking about and all that stuff. So she felt comfortable with talking to me. And I asked her, like, why do you cut yourself? And she just told me, like, she didn't know. She just genuinely didn't know why. Like, I asked her if it was, like, because of her mom. Like, she said about her mom. And she said, no, it's not even that. Like, she just didn't know why she cut herself. She just did it because she just did it. And a lot of times, whatever we do, as far as drugs, cutting yourself or whatever, it can be like that. But there is a deeper reason. And I have basically just explained to her how you know there is good and evil there's a demonic side and a lot of times when we open ourselves up to those things it can be something taking over us that just makes us want to do those things or feel the need to do those things but i said it when you telling people this is so important don't make them feel like <laughs> oh you're possessed you need to be delivered like don't make them feel that way because then they're gonna get really defensive so <laughs> i yeah. was really on the edge with telling her because I didn't want her to start getting defensive and feel like I'm telling her she's possessed or something. But um, she listened and she, cause she had also told me that she was in, um, she used to be a Freemason. So she knows about that side. She knows about that dark side and stuff. And she said they used to do like sacrifices and stuff like that. So yeah. And <laughs> I did end up praying for her. I always keep holy oil in my book bag. So I put some on her cuts. And <laughs> <laughs> you carrying around the holy oil. That's what I'm talking about. You said I'm taking this with me to school. <laughs> I always carry around my hood because you never know what happens at school with these school shootings. <laughs> uh -oh. You said you're going to go around knowing the building, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> That is amazing. So um, I want to really say thank you for for coming on and just talking about your faith and just sharing like, you know, as parents, us adults, we get to see it from a different standpoint. You know, this is a teenager really getting ready to be. She's reaching 18 soon. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that right now, <laughs> um, but she's going to be, you know, soon an adult herself and having to go out here into the world. And and I really stand firm on that scripture where you train up a child in the way that should go. And as they grow old, they won't depart from it. Even she said that she stepped away, but she came back. And I really believe it's not just because of what she's been taught, but I also believe because she's a chosen, she's an, she's very anointed and God is using her early. And I told her, I said, man, if I would have literally gotten my word at her age, do you know the level I would be at right now <laughs> God of hearing, you know, prophetic dreams, whatever it is, like I'd be on a whole nother level. And I'm excited about the journey that God is taking you. And I just believe that you're, I'm literally feeling like you're meant for greatness. Like you're going to be known and it's not for being known for these worldly things. It's going to be known for the work of God, for the hand of God. He's crafted you. He's made you. He's built you, which is why you have the discernment and the, you know, the want to know more of God wanted to have that relationship. And for any team that's listening, listen, if she can do it, you can do it. If she can turn some things away, you can too. She even said, hey, I messed up, but guess what? I got back on the right track. And so thank you so much for coming and sharing with us. Do me one favor. Just tell us how can people get a hold of you if they want to be a part of this teen group? Where do they need to find you? Like, just, just kind of throw it out there for them so that they can know how to find you. 
Okay, so um, one way is you can follow my TikTok. My TikTok is A-Y-E underscore Adrian, if I'm not mistaken. I will make sure I put that on the um, link. <laughs> I will I will link it. So for those who's listening okay. um, on the radio, I will make sure that I put it in the YouTube link. So you can always hop over to the YouTube side and you can be able to grab her information. But go ahead. So TikTok. And then also Instagram. My Instagram is aye dot underscore dot Adrian. So you can um, text my Instagram too, or you could just text my godmom because she calls me whenever she wants. So <laughs> <laughs> that'll work too. So that means you can go over to the be the light dot live, and I have a way that you can email me. I have a way that you can um, actually ask for prayer requests, whatever way you want to reach out, however you feel led. And if you have a team and you're like, man, I want my team to get involved in this, or maybe they're looking for something to get involved in with other believers, because that was one of the things that I was talking to Adrian about. She just felt like she didn't have anyone to, to share anything with like, like conversation to go and do things with. And it's like, I had got this idea and I was like, she needs to start this group and she was like god was already telling me i need to start a group you know i'm like okay well this is confirmation it's time to get it started and so now she has people that she can you know actually conversate with you know actually do things with even though they're out of town because like she said this is people all around the world it's not people that's just in her hometown and so um again this is be the light with pastor zekia robinson and adrian and if you want to listen in maybe you caught this in the middle maybe you caught this at the end maybe you're like i really want to go to the beginning of this to be able to listen to it please don't hesitate to go over to my youtube and you'll be able to watch this video because we're actually recording live with each other and um you know unfortunately you guys that's listening on the radio y'all don't get to see us and so if you would like to see us go over to the youtube side zakir robinson and you'll be able to watch it from the beginning and all of our information for her group and for anything that you may need maybe you need inner healing maybe you need deliverance whatever your need is i am a certified life coach and i also do inner healing and deliverance and so thank you all for tuning in and you all have a blessed day thank you adrian for coming on i'm no longer bound i'm no longer chained, I'm no longer captive, no longer restrained, delivered, set free, and free to be me, let me introduce myself. Thank you so much for tuning in to Be The Light. If you are looking for a life coach, or maybe you're looking for some inner healing, please visit BeTheLight.Live. Again, that is BeTheLight.Live. And you can also follow us on YouTube for a replay of this show at Zakia Robinson. Be blessed. My name.